You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. Hello and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Today we have a very special guest. I'm really excited to introduce the fantastic Scott Parkin. Now, Scott Parkin is an improv acting specialist in film, television, radio, um, and Scott has voiced over 2,000 radio and TV commercials, as well as appeared um, on-camera commercials too. And he's actually mastered the conversational real read. Uh, His techniques of teaching have spanned over 27 years in commercials, TV and radio voiceovers. His credits include AT&T, Capital One, UPS, Shell. There's tons in there. So um, welcome, Scott. (laughs) <laughs> that was really, it was fantastic. Because you said, I'd like to introduce Scott Parkin. I was ready to talk right then. You're like, he's done all of this. <laughs> that was adorable. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for joining us on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yay. You know, the last time I saw you, we were uh, uh, 30 yards from a beach yes. uh, doing this. So I'm glad to do it again. Yes, I know. I know you're in beautiful Los Angeles, and I know yes. we often we often go surfing when I come out to LA. So yeah, which is great. Oh, hopefully, when this apocalypse is over, um, yes. I hope to see you here you know, and up on a board very soon. Yes, definitely, definitely. So fantastic. So Scott, you've you've had a, an amazing career in in voiceovers. You've voiced tons of commercials. Um, you know, I, I have to, I have to talk about that. When you hear 2000 commercials, that sounds like a lot, but I, I'm 58 and I started when I was 21. So, you know, the average, I just want to be realistic about that. I started in radio when I was 21. I left college and a communications degree at, uh, Cal- in, in uh, Northern California. And I've always promised to go back and get my money back for the other units because it, <laughs> it wasn't terribly helpful, but, uh, But yeah, I started in radio. So I did a radio for 11 years and then started morphing into commercials. So I've been doing it a long time, a very Mm. long time and very, very happy to make a living at it. 
Yes. And yeah, and you've you've voiced some some huge commercials, which yeah, which must be amazing. Are there do you yeah. have any do you have any favorites? Any favorite projects that you've worked I on? I do. I do. I also want to say I voice some very small regional. Right now you can get five of those. Come on down. We lost our lease. Everything must go. I've done those too. Yes. Uh I did an I did an AT&T uh, radio spot that I really liked a lot that I can send you. Um, I recently did literally, I think it's, boy, it's tough. I'm very biased. But uh, Miranda and I, my daughter and I got hired. She's 20 and, you know, we've been improvising and I'm a single dad and uh, we've been doing comedy and we've been stuck together here, trapped for the last eight or nine months. And we got cast in a, a couple of big TV commercials. Uh, I can't even tell you what we were. Let's just say it has to do with caroling and we're not good at it. Uh, and we got to, when is this coming out? When is this coming out? It'll, it'll be out now, everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're still doing that illusion that it's live? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, you'll notice that it's, it's holiday themed for no reason since it's January or February or March yes. now. Right. Yes. Wait, there we wait. go. See, podcasts. The thing about podcasts is that they're out there. You see, so this could, right. it could be, that, you know, right. 2013. At any time. Currently, yeah. <laughs> currently, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's cold here, and there are presents and things. Is that giving away too much? <laughs> anyway, I got to improvise with my daughter in a two. You know, it's kind of high stakes when there's two. And Miranda's two. awesome. We lo- I She's love Miranda. Fantastic. She's fantastic, and she's blowing up stuff that in games and things that I can't even whisper about. They wouldn't even tell her what she was playing for the first five sessions. Yes. So very, very cool. Anyway, to get to improvise with your daughter doing bad carolers, searching for the words to Christmas carols was just, that was literally my favorite. And it's one of those <laughs> things that I, I've, I've been fortunate enough. I sometimes get hired because they know I'm an improv guy and I'm going to bring yeah. something to the script. Like they know this is kind of a tough client. And if we get them in the studio and start riffing, we can go away from what we've written and do the kind of shit we'd really like to do. Mm-hmm. So that happens to me, but to get it with my daughter and have them, you know, it's all remote because we're, we're still in the pandemic, right? When this is running, right? No, because we're in the pandemic. Easy, <laughs> easy. I can see from your eyes. You're like, can you not? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how can you be the bad boy or a voiceover if you don't? That's what I'm going by. Hashtag bad boy and voiceover. Oh, nice. uh, if you don't break okay. a few rules. There we go. So there we to, go. we're all remote. Nobody's in the room except for one guy. It's hermetically sealed. You know, we they, you know, we're masked up and they move, they adjust the mics like the day before we get to there. We're the only ones in the studio. And we do a couple takes. And the guy, the guy goes, Oh my God, that's fantastic. Keep going, do whatever you guys want. And we're, and she and I are just like laughing and doing what we do here every freaking day, you know? And it's, it's like improvising with somebody who already knows what you're thinking before you're thinking it. And I'm the same way with her. So it was literally 23 minutes, probably 18 takes. And most of those takes were just to entertain all the people on the other end. They probably won't use. I try to get the outtakes, but that was that's probably one of my very favorites. Nice. uh, It's uh, I can't say the name, but we'll we'll post this right now. 
uh, you can put the name of the client. <laughs> but that was one of my favorites, you know. Awesome, uh, I awesome. Did, I, a million years ago, I was flown to Canada to do a voiceover with Catherine Zeta-Jones for T-Mobile because Michael Douglas was shooting a film in Canada. And the next time they realized, oh, we should just use the satellite. So the next time I did a gig with her, they didn't fly me up to Toronto from Venice. They were on an island and I was in a studio in L.A. But that was that was pretty nice. Nice. Uh, Sounds like fun. Very interesting. What I did for Apple when I auditioned for Apple, they I I didn't know it was Apple. I'm not going to tell us. It's too long. But they they go by um, each of the Macintosh. Different things has a different type of blind company because they don't want to say Apple. So when you audition, you're, they put in different words mm. and they, the vibe of the, of the spot is the same. Yeah. Right. But the, but the words are not, they will not say Apple. So you never know when you're auditioning for Apple mm. because you know how it is. And, and they flew me up there and under a blind thing, my agent's like, Scott, 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 after you finish fresh and easy, go to the airport, you're going on a plane, you're going to San Francisco. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, so I said, who? And he goes, ah, it's for creature features or something like that. I was like, okay, who are they? He's like, look, just go. <laughs> so I fly <laughs> up there and there's a guy waiting for me with the sign that says parking. And I'm like, where are we headed? He goes, I can't tell you. <laughs> so, you know, it goes through all this. I, I'm, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're driving around and I realize I'm from Northern California and I know where San Jose is and I know where Cupertino is. I've already, I've already like let the punch, the cat out of the bag. So we're telling it backwards. Normally I don't tell who it was before I tell a story. Oh, so see, we're driving yeah. out of there and I'm like, dude, this is not San Jose. Where are we headed? Are we headed to Skywalker Ranch in Santa Clara? You know, Lucas found, he's like, yeah, I can't tell you, but no. <laughs> so then we drive up to this nondescript warehouse building that just goes on forever and we park the car and two guys start walking towards the car these two big guys and the guy holds up a bat holds up a lanyard with a badge and they're like back off and put their hands off their gun you know or whatever so we get in this nondescript building through three layers of security and eye tech and a thing and a blah 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 wow. we walk down this hallway and it's just a crap building there's nothing to it it's got two chairs here and a plant there and then two chairs there and a plant there down this endless hallway. And we turn left and there's this giant dark room and they're like, hand me this folder, this freaking folder, like, like you can't see this at home, but like this big with non-disclosure, like a half a Bible of NDAs. And I'm like, where are we? And she said, you're at Apple. Cause it says on the top Apple and you can't speak of this and blah, 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 blah. So then I said, I have to use the restroom. I've been, you know, we've been driving for 30 minutes from the hotel. She goes, okay, I need to send someone with you because I'll arrest you if you're in the hallway without like, okay, okay. Is is he armed? No, no, no. So I go, you know, and then they lead me through this uh, giant maze of shit. And there's this one room that's filled with ping pong tables and dartboards and huge amount of Apple, uh, big uh, home personal computers and a move and a theater and, you know, like a gym, like, you know, uh, uh, what is the th- hand over hand? Uh, oh, yeah. gym. All inside, all inside where they keep all the creative people. And then you go through this kitchen and the kitchen has like vending machines that are like have lobster in them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like vending machines with every kind of anything and they're all free. 
And we go into the studio and he's like, hey, man. And I start talking to this guy and he's a 49er fan. So I was a 49er and I'm a 49er fan. And I read for the thing. And it, it you know, it goes like it was it was the it was the rollout of the cloud. And it was something like you put a picture here and it ends up here. Put it there. It ends up here. The cloud. You know, something like you know, something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, and we did multiple versions, all kinds. And then I was like, "Why did you guys fly me the fuck up here? This is crazy." And they're like, "You remember when that Apple somebody left a phone on a bar in San Rafael, and it was taken apart within thirty minutes and on the internet? If you do a satellite gig, somebody can get into that." Mm, and they're, oh, wow. they're extremely proprietary. So I didn't book it. The Apple, the cloud rolled out like maybe 15 days later. It was between me and another guy. It would have been a huge commercial because it was the rollout of the cloud, you know, back mm. in the day. And then four days, four days later, Steve Jobs died. <laughs> so wow. That was my Apple. That was the most weird like oh my god what the hell am I getting? Am I gonna die? <laughs> you know. Wow. So that was that was a that was a fun one. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I like yeah. that. Nice. Okay. So, so, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you because, um, obviously you, so you didn't go to, you didn't do like theater at school, did you? Did. Or did you? Oh, you did do theater at school. I, I okay. Mean, I, yeah, I did. I mean, I, again, I left, I was two years into junior college and then I went to a, a university <laughs> or yeah. a state college as we call it here and was taking communication. So I took theater in junior college. I did the crucible, Oh, did you? I did did Kurt Vonnegut's only play called Happy Birthday, Wanda June. Um, And I did, you know, in in high school, I did The Rainmaker. And that's how I got into all of this. Some, my English teacher knew I was a, I was a jock, you know, I played, I played soccer and I was that guy, you know, and I was, but I was a cut up and a class clown. And my English teacher sent a note to a new English teacher Miss Vicente, and it just said Starbuck on it. And I took it to her and she looked at me like, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Have you ever done any acting? And I'm like, you know, I was an Israelite in a Christmas pageant when I was eight. I was pretty good. And she's like, <laughs> okay. So it, it's a, it's a movie with Catherine, Catherine Hepburn, but it's an old American, uh, uh, Nash, John Norton. I don't know. It's an American classic, mm. but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a con man, a rainmaker. Yeah, and yeah. Pepper and Bert, Bert Lancaster was the lead. Oh. So, so I played that in high school, and then we did the Crucible in high school, and, and then I wanted to get into I wanted to get into that. There was a there was a lady who worked in the lunchroom who saw me in the rainmaker because I was there for rehearsals every day, and she she was it was back when you could smoke, and we're sitting there in the you know, and I I tended to gravitate towards adults. Mm. I was. Know, kind of old for my dumbass 17 year old age yeah so we were sitting there and she goes sit down and she goes you know i watch you up there and i watch what you do with the character and the way you improvise and the way you're just making up stuff and i knew i didn't really i kind of heard of improv at the time or whatever and, and character work and i'm 17 you know yeah stone, i'm stoned and trying to figure out how bras come <laughs> off uh and and she goes I see up there, you remind me a lot of a guy I went to college with. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, he was really good in the theater department. All the girls loved him. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. I, you know, this is my first play. She goes, yeah, I saw him in his first play. Uh, You know, James Dean was always, and I was like, 
no pressure but she was she was damn legit now maybe mm. she may have been crazy or had been hit in the head recently but uh that would i mean i lo- i loved it i i loved i i signed autographs when i finished my play in the junior nice. year we made enough money to go to san francisco and see some theater at act a big theater mm. there and i loved it as soon as i did that you know it was like okay i'm not joining the coast guard <laughs> so, yes yes uh, so awesome. and mm. then just you know weaseling my way into radio shows locally doing impressions and accents and um you know and then here you are yeah did radio and got pulled out of radio after radio i i, I you know i always called us the highest paid migrant workers because <laughs> you get fired and then you're with all your shit in the middle of the country you got to move somewhere and get another job so mm. in 92 after covering the uh the olympics in france i i came back and the door code was changed i was like oh okay oh wow oh i think i'm i think i'm fired and at that point in time, I'd already started to have to say, listen, I don't feel well. And I was shooting a commercial in Houston or Austin. or And so that was into voiceover and improv from there. Mm. Huh? Are we all caught up? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, yeah, so improv, obviously improv is something that is so important in voiceovers. And, you know, in all the 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 interviews kind of leading up to this one, you know, everybody's talked about improv and the casting directors, Jamie Sparrow, Roberts, you know, they all talk about improv, improv. And, you know, so voice actors, right, okay, we, we need to get good at improv. What what do you see is the kind of the issue that people have? Because you teach improv as well. So what so a couple of questions. So what do you think the issue is and and you know and how can people get good at improv? What do you mean the issue? Well, people worry about improv, don't they? It's Sorry, true. issue. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, what issue? No, but no, so people are scared. People are scared of, you know, just that word, I think, for a lot of people uh, well, in, in voiceover. It, it, improv kind of is, is it, you know, right. it's that instant thing. So um, it's this, Rachel, where you like, oh, there's there's nothing on the page and yes. I have to talk. There we go. <clears throat> there we go. Right. It's just what we're doing every day, right? Every day. And that's because you've taken my class and we've talked about that. Nobody (laughs) knows what the hell they're going to say. So improv, improv and voiceover. And this is going to be, my book is almost done, Rachel. It's called, (gasps) it's called, uh, take two seconds off and put the smile, smile back in. Thrive, survive, thriving and surviving in the commercial improv, in the commercial voiceover business. Sorry. It's been a while since I had looked at the title. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to read it. There's two chapters. One is a chapter on improv supporting the conversational read. Mm-hmm. And the other is improv for finding the funny. Yeah. And those are, to, to me, those are the two major categories. When they say we want this improvised, the two major categories mm. that, that it comes into. And, and such a large percentage of copy in, uh, across all, I only teach commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter could teach animation improv. I just don't get asked <laughs> that often. But uh, from a commercial standpoint, there's two, there's two paths. One of them is the script that says, improvisers welcome, comedians make the, all those code words for write our script. <laughs> I think people want to get it right. So just, just from, you know, I think as an actor, something that I, I know that I have struggled with is trying to get it right. And, and I think that that can stop voice actors in their tracks. 
all Correct. the time because you can, you don't know what the right thing is and actually be, by being authentic that's that's when you're right it's it's trusting right. your instincts so i think it's about confidence <laughs> well yes that's in the book rachel no it's about, but it's a, but it is, it is it's I about mean, you confidence could that, you, could, you, know. you could say confidence leads to all positive work in in voiceover yeah but confidence you have to be uh, look if you if you go to an improv improvised stage show there's going to be a percentage of it that sucks that's mm. just not good because yeah. it's being made up on the fly yeah but 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 you're correct right is authentic authentic is right yeah whether it's whether it's usable is a completely other question and and not really your responsibility yeah <laughs> uh, when you're home auditioning for something trying to create something improvised and authentic you're the writer and you're the director and you're the yeah. editor so you yeah. improvise like that that great god i love that workshop that workshop we did where liz drury came up with a so yeah so scott taught, scott taught an improv workshop for the voiceover network one of yes. our fantastic online workshops which which you teach for us which which was fantastic right. but we found that yeah. character I, yeah. I forced people to come up with a neighbor or a character or something from their own life mm. and she came up with that square i don't know what accent yeah. it was but it looks fish fingers yeah and you have to move and everyone did pictures of their mouth yeah. in a square but uh Finding when you're home, when she, when she's home working on characters, that one came out and she yeah. laid it out in the workshop and everyone flipped out because it was authentic and genuine. And it was somebody she knew. Yes. So uh, to, let me let me digress because my head works that way. Be a student of the world. Yeah. Study people. Get them to talk to you. I don't care if they're an operator or a, a, a Lyft driver, a Uber driver, somebody standing in a corner, somebody you see in a building, somebody has an interesting take, or or I, I like people that are obnoxious. Mm -hmm. If somebody's obnoxious, I'll keep, oh, what do you mean? Oh, you know what, if you could explain that again, because I missed it, and the more upset they get, the better a character they are for me to steal. If you yeah. think about, if you think about dinners, other than that dinner we had in London that was in those little Hobbit, caves down yes, below we went and had an in you came we went for in soho Brandon, what was it called it was um i can't remember it was amazing uh, other than that yeah a, a bad experience is more entertaining and memorable than a good experience yeah like if you have a bad I, my friend had a bad experience where they stayed at a table so long the waitress is like you can stay here but you can't have any more food <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about that until my last breath yeah. or if it was a nice meal like oh that was good you won't remember it at all because there are characters at mm. that dinner there are moments authentic stuff that you need to be taking in and categorizing of where you can pull it back into you know my neighbor talks like this brandon bring the garbage cans in you know it's it's fantastic and it's a great yeah. way you're probably not going to use all those characters directly, but you might find yourself uh, at the end of a spot where they want you to improvise a tag. Mm. You might use that character as a starting point, right? Maybe 30% yeah. of that character and 30% you mm. is going to fit perfect. So you want to have a lot of, of places to go, references, accents, characters, things as a starting point, not a I'm going to do you know, Christopher Walken, you know, yeah. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, 
If you think yeah. about Hank Azaria on The Simpsons, all of his voices, he says, are bad impressions. Because mm. uh, <laughs> Chief Wiggum is uh, is a, a bad, he says a bad Edward G. Robinson. Mm. <laughs> Robbie's a good guy, right? right? That And yeah. uh, uh, Frank is a, you know, a, a, what I think is a pretty good Jerry Lewis from The Nutty Professor. So all be a student to, to improvise well, you want to have places to go mm-hmm. and you want to have experiences to to infuse in your improvisation. And you want to have people to inhabit. Mm. Yes, definitely. You've got to live your life. But mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna to touch on something else which I think is is really important is that you have to be was the last thing not really important. That was that is yes, yeah, no, it's... Really... <laughs> I've got something else. Um I'd like to talk about something good now. It's no, but you have to be <laughs> You have to be willing to fail. All on your face. And that's, without, I think that's the thing. And you question. have to commit. And, and that's the thing in life, in, in life, in all things, you know, you think about sport, you think about um, business, you think about acting, you know, voiceovers, all of that, you know, successful people, all we see are the successes, but we don't see, you know, the, you know, the failures, all the, all the mistakes, all the mistakes. And you have to make mistakes and that's how we learn. And you have to, you have to jump and commit to that jump, you know, just like a, you know, a snowboarder, you know, throws himself off a jump. You have to do that. And and, and I'm just thinking that that, that's a similar thing with, with improv is that you you just have to just commit and jump and, and, and open up and go for it and, and listen to your instincts um and trust yourself i think you know and, what and- i'm so i'm so glad to have you on my podcast that's a great <laughs> answer rachel um i concur we're gonna go to a break real quick we'll be back after this from nutrigrain bars uh <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true but yeah i know you said all that someday, you're gonna, do of, a no, was- someday you're gonna do a no guest podcast and it's just gonna be you taking all of these and lining them all up i did one I no, did one. I did one. It was like that I think doesn't it was surprise me. number two or three. Huh, yeah, just, which just you, you haven't you haven't listened to the podcast, Scott. Just you talking for an hour. I just can't imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> but so oh, coming yes, back it, to the confidence and and, yes, and the fact that people oh, need I, to need I, to be willing to fail, but you need to you need to. Okay, have let me get in. Let me talk for a second. It's my yes. turn. Yes. Uh, and we're back from Nature Game. <laughs> yes, Rachel, as I was saying, <laughs> confidence is king all the way around in life and in voiceover. And you're going to fail. If you're not, if you're not failing, you're not trying. Yeah. So you, you have to know the difference. All right. If we put you, if we, there's, you got to be careful when you're coaching because there's coaching for the session, there's coaching for the callback, and there's coaching for the audition. When you're auditioning at your house, Fail. Try everything. Throw everything up at the dartboard. Find the one that works the best and hang on to it. What I was getting to before before we got off on another thing that you wanted to talk about with Liz was we improvised and found that character. Mm -hmm. That's what improvisation is great for. Finding a, a take on something, finding a tag on a spot, improvising that. Now, listen, is it still improv if you write down what you improvised? Hell yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Hell yes, it is. Anything that isn't written on the script is improvisation. So yeah. when you're at home and you audition and you come up with a great line and you write that down, that's why Judd Apatow is great. He, mm-hmm. you know, he directs these films, but he hires the Michael Sarah, James Franco. Uh, he hires every great improviser in Hollywood 
and they build that script. So that's what you're doing at home for the at-home actor, which we all are right now. Mm. You, you get the character and improvise and then write down the stuff. I want to do something that is an extension of the thing that we did with Liz, where I was like, okay, good. Now make her lean into, you know, I talked to her before she started posting. You know, I was like, good, here's what you, here, you want to talk about something inane, something very simple. So she went with fish fingers, which was great. And just this very mundane run of the mill stuff with this character talking about it. I want to do a limited workshop for the voiceover network. That's about, improvising for finding characters for content yes because there are so many really really funny people on instagram doing accent-based characters uh physically you know physical different movements and looks characters just i just showed you one uh luke millington drake who's a, a, an american englander who lives in in london now but his yeah, stuff yes. is so good and uh, erica Pacini on on instagram all those characters, they're all really strong mm -hmm. improvisers and they're, they're making content. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I don't think that has to be a goal for a voiceover person, but good Lord, is it good practice? Yeah, definitely. So, so if you're listening, you may be able to go to the voiceover network website now and see one of these workshops. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> there we uh, go. There go. Well, well, way to turn it around. Awesome. Yeah, and awesome. I want to do another, uh, I want to, we might do an improv with a, instead of, the commercial read and improvisation yeah. for voiceover, improvisation for voiceover and the commercial read. Like yes. improv is more heavy. Definitely. We ended up going that way last time because it was just so goddamn entertaining. It was great. Everybody was so good and so gutsy, you know? That's it. But that's the thing. So training. Training. Training is very important, right? Oh, I wanted to tell you this. I talked about, I talked about, you said, you know, well, it's been tough. You know, we've been in the pandemic and it's difficult. And I said, you know, get ready, keep your powder dry, which is yeah. an old guy phrase for keep your gunpowder ready to fire. Meaning when this thing goes back, when it snaps back, people are going to be, agencies, companies are going to be spending a lot of money to get back to where they were. And if you're not ready for when that, you know, when that dam opens up, if you're not trained up and have as many arrows in your voiceover quiver as possible, you're making a big, big mistake. Mm. As much as it's gone away, I mean, animation hasn't gone away. Animation has increased. Uh, games have stayed relatively similar, but they can't do mocap, um, as much mocap. When commercial voiceover comes back the way it's going to, if you're not ready, you're leaving money on the table because, mm. and you're not going to be able to compete. So tr I train, I work with Jeff Howell. Uh, I, you know, I work with all kinds of folks. I love whatever Oliver does. I love Marilyn Wisner. I love, you know, I love uh, Tom Pinto is, is my narration coach. I'm a coach. I've been coaching for seven years and I love it and I like yeah. it, but I, I strongly believe that if I don't do other stuff, it's, I don't, I don't coach in commercial. I don't, I don't take classes in commercial improv and voiceover because I got that one, mm. but promo, I don't do that often. Yeah. So I want to be fresh when I get the ball, you know, when they, mm. when you get the ball, you want to put it in the back of the net or put it in the back of the onion bag. Uh, I'm a soccer player. So if they, if they kick you the ball, you want to put it in the net. Yeah. If they give you a script in something that you're not that studied in, you want to, you want to try as hard as you can. You want to take your best shot.
Yeah. So you got to train stuff. I don't, you know, I don't train in stuff that I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get the in a time when people cared in a place that no one, you know, there's guys with 18 testicles that already do that. So I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to train in that, but promos, animation, narration, I can get that stuff. I don't get it all the time, but I can, I can compete. You want to train in everything that you can compete in. In order to, you got to, to try and make a living at it. Definitely. You have to hit it from every angle possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And um, and so just, just going back to kind of your career and, and the challenges that you have. So can you share like... What like what are the, what challenges or what challenge you know uh, have you have you had recently and how have you overcome it? Uh, depression is, is a yeah. biggie. Getting down, yeah. being alone. Yeah, and I would say mostly Kahlua and white white Russians have helped a lot. <laughs> no, um, uh, I always say part yeah. of our job part of our job is not being is is fighting depression. Yeah, because yeah. there's just a huge amount of rejection. Yeah, you know. I mean, rejected, not like, not like I was in college, but just like, like multiple times every day. Well, that's a little like college, but I did okay. Uh, <laughs> but like multiple times a day, we get told, no, thanks. Mm. You know, yeah. you just can't, you, you have to really process it. You have to do, now this is your area of expertise that I think you are one of the, I would, I would say one of the premier voices in voiceover about taking care of your spirit. I would say Jill Kershaw is also there mm-hmm. taking care of your spirit and having a full life. So when you, you know, when you get the opportunity, like I've had days where I'm like, I don't want to read that. I don't, yeah. I've already spent the money. <laughs> it's already, yeah. and I don't feel like getting out of bed because I'm sad and I'm alone and you have to fight that. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do that. I get in the water, I go to the beach I look at my daughter's art. I cry by myself in the shower. No, you do, you do, you do whatever, whatever you know to do, but you can't ignore that. If it starts creeping in like Monday, I'm a little off. Tuesday is a little tougher to, you got to address it. You have to address it. And you have to be cognizant of of that and that it, it is a struggle. I mean, I was on, this is an on-camera thing, but I was on avail which just means it's down to you and maybe three other people in the on-camera world for big national TV commercials that pay anywhere from, you know, 10 to $50,000. Big, you know, year changing. Oh my God, this, yay. I was on avail 12 times in 2019 and with no brass ring, like each time, like Yo, God, it's just like, you begin to think of all the stuff you can do for your kid. You know, if you have that money or what you can do the house or bills you can pay down, uh, people you can get out of jail that you know. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then it goes away, you know, and then it goes away. And then I booked a Tide commercial. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters, and content producers to record, mix, and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. And then I booked the Tide commercial. That is one of the biggest commercials in the country right now, and it's been running insanely well. I'm insanely fortunate that when all production shut down, 
I had a commercial that's running across the country. Mm. So, you know, you just got to keep going because yeah. that opportunity is, I didn't know the commercial before I failed. I mean, the commercial that but just before I succeeded, it was a failure to me. I, I didn't get it. I was down, I was down to one of the prisons. It was a really funny spot and I didn't get it. So I had failed. You don't know that that was the one before it all mm. the greatest, you know, oper- I mean, listen, it's been one of the best of my career and I've, I've done over 500 TV commercials and I'm 58. So you don't know when that next thing, I also said it's my, uh, Jeff Danis is the president of, of DPN and he was the one that kind of invented the voice, the LA scale and raised the price for everybody back in the eighties. And, He's been a, a big, a, a big influence on me. He's a tough, tough, tough man, but a really great agent and a really sweet human in when you get him away from work. Um, but he said, uh, these are the good old days, you know, cause no one tells you when the good old days are, mm. you know what I mean? You look yeah. back and go, Oh my God, that was, I had Ford and I had, I had uh, Best Buy and, and, uh, and Miller B, you know, you don't think these, but each year you go, don't forget, these are the good old days yeah. right now. And there's so many great things, even in a pandemic. So well, I think that's, I mean, the pandemic is really, I mean, it's really taught us, I would say, like to appreciate things because there's so much that we took for granted going, you know, to everything, literally, somebody literally a hug. everything. Literally everything, like seeing somebody like on camera auditions where I see all the bald guys that I've seen for the last 15 years and just saying, hey, dude, how you doing? And giving them a hug. That's nothing. That yeah. was nothing to us. Yeah. And now I'm dying for that. I'm yeah. an extrovert. I'm a hugger. Yeah. You know me. We're the yeah. same. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. This is crushing for extroverts. And the people, yeah. I have my daughter who's like, you know, I'm like, you're the only one I can hug. And she's like, six feet, bitch. Uh, but at least I have somebody <laughs> like, you know, the people that are alone, I don't, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't, it would be so hard on me. Yeah. So it's all right. This is hard enough. Yeah. Uh, the, those are my heroes. The people that are all by themselves in an apartment, somewhere in this country, figuring out ways to make it. It's, it's, it blows me away, but you're right. The appreciation, yeah. the appreciation of the moment that you're in right now. Yeah. And speaking of that, the moment, there's another chapter in my book called the moment be there or don't bother. Because okay. if you're not in the moment when you're improvising, it's not, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. You have to be 100% committed to right where you are especially when you're improvising with another person, because listening is the single most important part of improv. Hearing what the other person says to you. And we worked on this in the, in the, in the workshop when yes. we were doing those partner things with the bell, yeah. which you have right here and the elevator and all that. If you're not listening to the other person, you're not present. Yeah. If you're thinking about anything else, you have yeah. to be 100% present. Yeah. And that's a great way to go at any authentic performance in voiceover. I don't care yeah. if it's improv or it's scripted. Definitely. They're all characters. Mm. Everything you do in voiceover, in let, like for me, if it was a, you know, a, a aging hippie who still smoked pot and went surfing, then it's me exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, it's not exactly me. You know, I don't say things like, you know, hey, I never really tried a light beer before but I have, and I like it. I don't say shit like that. 
right? But yeah. if they write it, I have to put it through my filter and figure out how I would say that. Mm. Right. So it's a character. It's a character. And once you once you find the character, yeah. whatever it is, soft, you know, in these unprecedented times, we need people because people are where are what are going to help us get through this. Yeah. Without people, we got nothing. Whatever, whatever it is, you commit to that thing and you stay with it. Mm. I don't care if it's the cheesiest spot, you know, right now you get five of it, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you, you commit to that character. Cause if you're on stage and you're doing improv and you start with a limp, unless Jesus improvises his way into the scene and heals you, you're going to end with the limp, right? <laughs> you're going to end that scene with a limp. So if you start out the spot like this, you're probably going to end like this. Yeah. Right. So yeah. committing to that character, hanging on to that character, improvised or not. If there's nothing on the page, you got nothing but that character, right? You can't yeah. hide behind the words, the paragraph that's in front of you. That's what's scary. Yeah. Right. But once you realize, oh, this is not me. This is a character. So if this character says something stupid, it's the character. It's not, yeah. you know, so then you can fail and go, oh, you know what? I was trying something. It was, you know. Uh, like if I start, if I go back to uh, my buddy Doug in Texas, I start going out like this. I know exactly where I'm going. I know it's going to go like this. Jolly, you want to get something? Do you want, do you want to eat? Let's get something. Let's get some barbecue. I don't want sliced. I want chopped. I don't like that sliced yet. There's too much gristle. I know where I'm going, right? I know, I know that character. Yes. Right. You have, yeah. you have those as well. I do. Yes. Yeah. When you go in your cockney, you don't need to think what would this cockney person say? No. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the thing that's commit character and commitment will help lower your shoulders and make, and help you relax when you're going into a blank page. That's why I love those drills that, that I wrote. Thank you very much. Uh, fabulous. Other people are, are stealing now, but that's okay. Uh, there's a lineup a two or three lines in front to let you know who the people are. Yeah. And then there's the tag. And in the middle, it says, Nothing. It says actors improvise for 25 seconds until they hear the bell. That scares the hell out of people. Mm. But it does at least give them a net, a rope here that you can hang on to and a net to fall in at the end. So you're like, you know, okay, we're going to start here and we're going to get here. Mm. But you have to take that. It's a littler jump than just yes. going, you know, what we call no net improv, which is yes. no script. Just be a character and talk. Nice. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do in the, in the thing that I'm designing for you, the improv improvisation for, for character content creation, uh, we're going to interview the characters like we did with Liz. We're mm. going to, each person's going to bring three or four characters that they have, or we're going to build a character from a fragment of stuff. You know what I mean? We're, we'll build from what you have. Mm. You don't have three characters. And then we're going to interview you and we're going to find out how that goes. And we're going to go, okay, we like that. We like that. We like mm. that. And then each person will have a good little, uh, a little testimonial walk and talk. Uh, like I do on America's commercial actor on Facebook. We'll walk nice. and talk, walk with the phone. Kind of like Liz did. I, I said, if you do not do this, I'm going to come to England and choke you. If you do not do something with this character, and she did, I was really proud of her. And I shared it 
And it, it ended up with like a thousand views nice. as people were sharing, you know, yeah. and I don't, you know, and, and again, it's not, it's not views. It's practice for you, mm. and confidence for you. And you don't know who those views are. Yeah. You can have 2000 views, but if two of those people are creatives at a large, adver- large advertising agency, that's all it takes that's for it. someone to go, Oh, I like her. She's gutsy. Mm. That's cool. You know what I mean? Definitely. So um, a lot of people post a lot of stuff that really doesn't need to be posted. <laughs> yes. It's just It's like, okay, I got a pizza and this pizza is, wow, it looks really good. You know, it's like, oh God, did you, why did you go live for that? Some people are, I, and I get it. There's a lot of branding coaches out there that are like, you got to post stuff. You got to, and there's, there's some, there's, there's, mm definitely some validity to repetition, but quality is important too. you know, post definitely. something that people are interested in seeing definitely. or just practice at home. You know, like when you, when you go to, before you used to go to a dance, uh, if, if you weren't, if I wasn't good, someone would go, Hey, practice at home. And I go, yeah. oh, I see what you mean. So, you know, <laughs> you don't have to share everything. Yes. Um, but, but do practice, 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 practice training, Take the leap, leap into, um, into improv. That's, that's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brad and I, we we watch, we watch a lot of television during the pandemic. We've watched all of Breaking Bad. I'd seen it. She hadn't all of Better Call Saul. I'd seen all of Deadwood. We watched that right now. We're watching Wayne, which as far as Eastern Seaboard. And then the next time I was reviewing Wayne and I'm from, you know, I'm from, lower middle class America. That's where I started. Both of my parents work. My mom's a teacher. My dad was a stockbroker and an alcoholic like everyone's dad. And, and so that's, that's the world I come from, you know? So I said, it's a celebration of every white trash character on the Eastern seaboard. And Facebook banned me and said that was hate speech. And I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. I am kind of white trash. I've been it from love and it didn't matter. So anyway, I'll, I'll take mm. it. All right. As far as accents go, you know, the Brits are really good at doing Americans. So I really appreciate that. I'm jealous of how well they can do Americans because, you know, you just saw the recent Christopher Walken doing an Irish accent and it's just so repulsive. It's embarrassing. Um, but the accent and the character work and the rights from the guys that wrote Deadpool. Anyway, Brandon and I watch all of these shows. We watch Ozark. If you want to see Oh, Ozark. Oh, I've just finished watching that. Oh, so right. good. She, she does, Miranda does a Ruth, a Ruth, uh, a, a Ruthie, uh, Langmore, Ruth Langmore. That's flawless. So we watch all these characters and we spit those characters out and we improvise in those characters, in those accents. Yeah. That's why she's a, brilliant at it yeah because it's what we do we do it for fun yeah you know what i mean we don't think oh god this is important for work uh but it is it is important for work it's great starting point and hearing listen this is this is the real thing and why i have a fascination with accents it has to do with ear your ear being able to discern what somebody's asking for if you get into that point in a session where they say do it like I'm saying it in your voice. If they give you a line read, you have to be able to go da 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 You have to be able to mimic that cadence and that thing. And that skill in your brain is refined from doing accents and characters. Even if the character doesn't have an accent, 
yeah, this guy, you know, he doesn't really have a regional accent, maybe a little Californian in there, but he's just, you know, sort of talks. That you, I mean, your version would be like, oh, 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 don't know. He's a nice guy. You know, he's not the brightest guy, but, you know, my coat's on your fucking head with a bar in it. You know what I mean? Just that, just being able to hear somebody talk. Yeah. Like I love snatch for, for accents. Yes. Uh, and locks talk, locks talking oh, to smoking barrels. Yes. Oh, love that. Yeah. Um, all of those, yeah. all of those. That's, you know, and, and so to put a button on all this, to make it nice, there we go. all of this experience that you see in film and in real life and in television builds your skill set. It mm. builds your quiver of arrows, places you can go, references starting points for you to build individual characters that you build from somewhere else, not directly lifting someone else's thing, but as a starting point. Yeah. So that's the full life of the voice actor, right? That's the full life of an actor. I would say that the second, the second word in voice actor is as important as the first. Yeah. It's more important. It's more important because all you get is your voice. You don't get a costume. You don't get makeup. Yeah, clearly, I don't get makeup. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you, all you have is your voice. And if you can't be present and in the moment and feel something, uh, whatever it is, even if it's, I, I, gee, I want this money for this commercial. You got to feel something. You, know, yeah. you, have to, you have to be committed to character, whatever the character. Definitely. And in, in improvisation... Once you know that character, you don't have to think. Hmm. So you don't have to be scared. Once you commit to that character, like I said, with your Cockney and a couple of your brilliant Italian impression. <laughs> 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 but here's the thing. It was a horrible Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. What are you saying? But, it was but you didn't have to- even, but but it's a wonderful it's a it cracked me up I, I'm gonna laugh the rest of my life with that but you're 100 percent committed to that Rachel yeah you were like you weren't going oh I hope this sounds like a Tuscany accent you know what I mean you were just like I definitely wasn't I don't, I don't know why I go into it you know or whatever you were you just because because the second you don't give a shit is where the brilliance comes out yeah that's where the magic when you don't care. When you stop being, oh my God, this is the biggest break of my life. This is the big, or I need this. I need to break in. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. I spent all this money. I got, you know, the second you stop doing that, yeah, that's when you will undoubtedly do your very best work. And it's also the hardest place to get to. Yes. I've been in audition. You know, when I got divorced in 2015 and was asked to leave my marriage and, and, you know, I, I, lost a half million dollars. I, I lost everything. You know, I was, I was in auditioning for stuff where you're like, I don't, this, this money was spent six months ago. And the second you do that, you're not present. And so you're not, you're not there. In fact, you're not just not there. I mean, you're not even like on a waterfall somewhere mm-hmm. and somewhere great. You're not there and you're in somewhere horrible. So believe me, that resonates in your voice. They have, yeah. they have, lie detector tests that are auditory where they look at it on a on a oscilloscope or a different mm. where it, where it reads this this sub what do they call it subsonic uh, impressions yes. of your voice they can tell you whether you're lying or not with a pretty damn tight 
thing. So when you're going in there going, I fucking need this job, I need this job. AT&T wants you this Christmas. They, I believe on some level, they don't go, oh, he doesn't sound confident. But I believe there's something in there that changes the perception. I believe that. So you got to leave everything on the outside. If you're having a bad day, leave it outside. Mm -hmm. I tell my kids, I teach kids improv and commercials every week. I would love to teach English kids. Yes, I yes. I wanted to do that so bad when I was there. You want to do that? We'll we'll do that. No. Let's that's let's just yeah. But let's let's let's, do let's that. yeah yeah. So right. I, I have cool. a full year of curriculum for teaching kids that I've developed awesome. over Zoom. I want to do that. It, I want to do that. But so I want to I want to oh, kind sorry, of. Yes. Go. So we've, we've, this has been amazing. Oh, we're done. Oh my God. That was the <laughs> fastest non-drinking hour I've ever spent with you. But I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you terribly. Um, I miss oh, that I know. So oh, oh, I miss going well, out and hanging out in the sea and know, playing with, know. you know, at the surfboard and seeing the dolphins and all that. But so just to finish the this. Part, um, the other part of Rachel, wait, the other part of Rachel's visit is, why is it only 12 o'clock? You shut it down. We're going to go down three, right? Let's go find a play. I'm like, oh my God, you're so tough. And then she gets up at 6 a.m. I'm like, who are you? How do you do this? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so just kind of wrap this um, wonderful podcast interview up. What would you say, what advice would you say to a young Scott Parkin? Uh. Pay attention. Girls aren't everything. Go, get, go outside. No, I, uh, gosh, don't be so Probably don't be so hard on yourself. Don't, don't, don't be every, uh, I always say in this business, everybody's willing to, to, you know, uh, take you down a peg. Don't, don't push you to the front of the line. Nice. Just go easy on yourself and try it. You know, just enjoy it. I, I you know, here's the thing. I'm 58 and I'm looking at this COVID thing. I, I don't want to get morose, but I filled out a will. I, I, I built a will, you know, because I don't have that. I'm not that guy, you know? So if I was to go out, I would say it's been a good run. I had a great life. So I would say, enjoy your life. Enjoy every moment of it. Enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy the stupid moments. Enjoy the quiet moments. Enjoy even the rough moments. Like I said, I get more out of people that are rude Sometimes, um, yeah, just, nice. just, just enjoy in, the people that you surround yourself with, um, get the most out of them and support them to the best of your ability yeah. because it's really all you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in, in the end, nobody, you know, this is very cliche, but on a deathbed, nobody says, oh, gee, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I yeah. would have been in the booth more. Yeah. You go, I wish I was in the water. I wish I would have watched my kids, you know, I, I, you know, watch my kids play or be, you know, it's participate in life to the fullest, no matter what you're doing. Thank you so much, Scott. This has been absolutely fantastic. So much amazing information has been shared. I know that everybody listening is going, you know, will have got a huge amount out of this. So, um, so thank you. Do you want to share with everybody where they can find you? Cause you do coaching. First of all, first of all, I'd like to say that you, are personally one of my heroes that when I get down and I, and I can't get out of bed and I'm, I'm sad. I think about what, what you have, have gone through in your struggles and what you do with MS and how you have two kids and you run all this stuff. I, um, 
I think of what you go through and it helps me get up because I can get up and go, look, if she can do this, I damn well better get up and do better. So I want you to know that. More important than where they can find me, I want to make sure everyone knows uh, what kind of an inspiration you are to me and, and so many people on this, on the voiceover network, you can find me at cgravy at mac.com. That's my email. That's where I live. And I answer those emails. You can also find me on Instagram at Scott Park and actor. You can find me at America's commercial actor on Facebook. I also have a writing page cause I'm a writer. I wrote for television and I'm working on a couple books and it's called real stories from a reluctant adult. And they are just that. You can find me there. You can find my daughter at, at Park and Art on Instagram. She has 42,000 followers and is about to get a lot more. So jump in, um, be good to each other, stay safe. Please wear your mask so we can get back to seeing each other. Yes, definitely. definitely. Whatever, month, whatever month it is right now, oh, yeah. I have my calendar or year. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Well, it's great to be in 2021 right oh wonderful wonderful thank you so much scott it's been amazing thank you everybody and take care oh wait 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 are we gonna say well i'm gonna be doing some workshops for you we haven't figured out the dates but i want to do a character content creation yes. workshop and an improvisation so, workshop details to come details to come check out the voiceovernetwork.co.uk website and go to the events tab and you will find out about all the amazing workshops that we've got going on wonderful Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. The Buzz magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information. And I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. You're listening to a Podcast Company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.